welcome back to Burnt Denim, the podcast where we spread knowledge and still passion and generate conversations surrounding the fashion and streetwear community. We're so glad you're back. My name is Nick. And my name is Max. And today we have a very special episode. It is our first episode in the shorter format of about 30 to 35 minutes. Um, so we're excited and we're going to be covering a very special brand today. So we're going to do brand history, wear, tear, share. Today we're going to talk about one of the most revolutionary brands that introduced a pant into the market that is still probably the most popular today. Um, it is the center of, you know, American culture, American fashion, and I'm super excited. Yeah, same. So you guys might not know, but Levi Strauss was actually the first brand to in- introduce the jeans or the denim denim pants as we know them today. And you know, jeans have reached everyone now from the working class to the extremely wealthy. But before we dive into the modern influence of the jeans, let's take a look back at the history of the man who started it all, Levi Strauss himself. Yes. So Levi Strauss was actually born Lieb Strauss um, in Budenheim, Germany on February 26, 1829. So yeah, so he was a German Jew and yeah, did you know his name was Lieb, not Levi? No, I didn't. That's very interesting. But Lieb yes, Strauss, was, imagine that. Yeah, so he was born with the name Lieb and he was actually the sixth child in his family, so a big family. And his father died of tuberculo- uh, tuberculosis when he was 17 years old. Kind of similar to that Louis Vuitton when right. you know his parents died at a young Childhood age. Childhood tragedy. Yeah, and so his father died of tuberculosis when he was 17 years old. And soon after, his family moved to America. So his mom and the kids, they moved to America to escape the repressive laws facing Jews. So even in the 1800s in Germany, I mean, we know during World War II in Germany, um, with the Holocaust and all these terrible things that happened, there were a lot of oppression against the Jews. But even right. in the 1800s in Germany, there was a lot of oppression against the Jews. So his family mm-hmm. wanted to escape that. And so they moved to New York. Um, and his brothers were actually already in New York uh, selling canvas fabrics and ready-made garments um, to the people of the mm-hmm. town. You know, they're dry goods traders. And so he, uh, when Levi got to America, still under the name Lieb, he started studying the trade business and became an expert by 1850. And he actually changed his name to Levi Strauss. Mm -hmm. So it was once he came to America, once he got established in trading goods, trading dry goods, he actually changed his name to Levi. And at this time, if if you remember US history from high school, um, gold was being found in the West, specifically Mm -hmm. in California, Nevada, those areas. And it was the gold rush. Mm -hmm. And so at this time, people were fleeing from all parts of the United States and beyond going to the West, going to California in search of riches. Kind of an exciting time. And and so Levi said, I'm going to go to California too, not to look for gold, but to actually sell goods to the miners. Mm -hmm. So he decided to move to California um, and to represent the family trade business in San Francisco, which was the port city of the time, a lot of business happening. And at this time, he actually received U.S. citizenship. So he wasn't a U.S. citizen, but he received his citizenship in 1853. And that also was a reason for him to move, is he was finally a legal citizen. So he went to San Francisco. And I also heard that at this time, California was kind of isolated from the rest of the United States by these mountains. And so these gold miners were paying insane prices just for regular dry goods, for right. clothes, for materials. So he, there was a huge opportunity to make money. So he, that caused him to move. Right. So like you said, he moved to California not to search for gold himself, but to sell to the miners who were searching for gold. So the story goes one time he was um, 
putting together a tent and he actually had leftover canvas or he couldn't sell any more of the canvas canvas that he intended for a tent. So he gave it to he gave the leftover fabric to a tailor who ended up making 10 pairs of pants. And then immediately the gold diggers bought them. Yeah. Um, the reason being, these pants are so much more durable. Uh, they had superimposed pockets to hold their equipment. It was so much higher quality and functional, more no. functional than the other type of pants or trousers that they had at the time. So Levi eventually replaced this canvas with denim, which is like a, a dense cotton. Yeah. And the reason being... Uh, that the denim is blue as we know it, the blue jean, was because that the indigo dye was cheapest at the time. Yeah. So he was able to buy the most of it and dye all the denim blue. Right. Uh, so the sales of all this denim uh, proved to be very profitable and he soon became very respected, uh, wealthy, but he still asked his employees to call him Levi. Um, and then cool. as time goes by, different problems become to rise to the surface with the functionality of the jeans. One being that the weight of the gold that the miners had was so heavy that it actually would tear part of the pockets. Right. So Levi uh, eventually received a letter from a tailor named Jacob Davis in 1872 who suggested that Levi reinforce his denim pockets and other areas of strain from the metal from the gold with metal rivets. Mm -hmm. So Davis initially had the idea, but he didn't have enough money for the patent. Yeah, I heard I heard at the time that the patent was $63, which I'm sure in the 1800s was a lot probably of money, like a right? thousand or something today. So yeah, that's, but he didn't have the money, which is crazy. He right. could, imagine he made it and made all this money. Right. But. So he, he turned to Levi to uh, patent the, this idea of the metal rivets. So in 1873, Levi Strauss and Co., and Jacob Davis received the U.S. patent number uh, 139-121 uh, for riveted pocket openings. And this patent was used for their blue jeans, which they called the XX, standing for extra, extra strong. So you may see that on some Levi's today. The XX, know that it means extra strong as it is reinforced with right. uh, metal rivets and the quality of the denim is a lot stronger right right yeah and so he was the very first him and jacob davis were the very first to in, invent these jeans that we know today with these you look down on your jeans and almost all jeans will have these metal rivets right. around the pockets and so yeah those were just like nick said for this extra extra strong feel for these miners for these workers to be able to hold their equipment to be able to hold their gold and so levi originally coming to san francisco just to sell these goods revolutionized workwear for these mm -hmm. miners and so the introduction of these rivets from Jacob Davis actually resulted in an extreme rise in his profit. He started to become very wealthy, started to sell these pants, started to sell. You know, he created Levi Strauss and Company in the 1870s and got this patent so that nobody else could create mm. these pants. So he kind of had this monopoly. And in 1886, uh, a leather label with two horses tearing apart a pair of Levi's was added to the back of the jeans. And this became the trademark for Levi's denim. So if you look, if you have a pair of Levi's and you look on the back and you see that logo of the two horses tearing apart the pair of jeans, this was created back in 1886. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of history behind this. And, and that was similar to, we talked about in the Louis Vuitton episode with the Louis Vuitton monogram or the Damier pattern. This was kind of, along with the rivets and with this um, leather patch on the back, this was kind of their trademark to say, hey, these, this is Levi Strauss & Co. jeans. These are our jeans. It kind of separated that from everything else. This is our denim. And 
Perhaps the most famous model, the Levi's 501, was introduced in 1890 and is still made today. Mm-hmm. So when when you think Levi's, I often think the 501. You know, there's a lot of different numbers for different cuts for, for different cuts for different styles. The Levi 501 is more of the relaxed fit. You know, it could be a little bit baggier, but um, the record that actually explains the reason for the number 501 was lost in the rubble of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. So mm-hmm. we don't really know today. You know, there may be people who have an opinion on why it's called that or, right. you know, hearsay, but we don't actually know why it was called the 501 and why it's called the 501 today because the record of that was lost in the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Um, and another interesting fact is that uh, Strauss and Davis introduced overalls in the 1890s as well, uh, which gave workers a more rugged piece of clothing, clothing to work with. So they introduced the jeans, uh, which weren't called jeans at the time, just denim, they introduced overalls. They continued to create these new innovations in workwear for these miners and for these industrial workers to be able to do hard work in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think of Levi's, you think of jeans today. We think of them as a fashion statement a lot of time, but we have to realize it came out of a need for a work pant. You, right. know, you even see workers, construction right. workers wearing jeans today. Functional. Yeah. Functional. And uh, in his later years, uh, Levi Strauss became a millionaire philanthropist who donated he donated a lot of his money to Jewish and Christian organizations in San Francisco. And he also, interestingly enough, he gave a lot of grants to UC Berkeley. So he was a huge philanthropist. He didn't just hoard his money. He didn't just keep his money, but he wanted to use it for good. He wanted to pay it back. He mm-hmm. wanted to further education for um, the early university at the time, which was Berkeley. He wanted to give back to these organizations. And then he eventually died in 1902. Um, But as we know, his brand still carried on and continued to make innovations. But he really pioneered this new type of pant, uh, the Levi's denim and the overall. And and yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, he died in 1902. And uh, Levi's continued to move forward as a brand and establish itself and separate itself from other other denim or pant trouser companies at the time. Yeah. So they partnered with Cone Denim in 1915, which is a fabric mill in North Carolina, to make Levi's denim there. Uh, they used a red thread in selvage denim in 1927 to distinguish the quality in Levi's denim. Yeah. So that is the um, like the the red thread that you would see right. in Levi's. In um, in only because the, the selvage denim for maybe people who don't know, selvage is a kind of a higher quality right. denim. It's where they only use the edge of the denim because denim comes in sheets, so they only use the edge to make the jeans because it's the strongest part. And so when they made the selvage denim, you see this red thread in it and. Even outside of Levi's, you salvaged denim with the red thread, but they are kind of the ones who originated that. Who started that. it, right. Right. So uh, another thing that they did was that they uh, called their jeans shrink or called their denim shrink to fit, uh, meaning that the water, when water gets on the denim, it would shrink the denim more so in the legs and the waist so right. that they would fit naturally where they needed to on the individual's body. Right. Um, they molded tighter depending on like what you wore. Like if you had uh, certain things in your pockets, they would... Right. Hold that shape. That's common now, even in raw denim. In raw denim, right? Um, when you get denim and wear it over time, the things that you have in your pockets or what you do, it naturally molds to that. So right. you, you can see that uh, increases on right. pants. Um, that's because the person wears them in such a way that those pants are creased in that area. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's also interesting when you. We see in museums these pieces, these uh, pairs of denim from the 1800s, from when Levi's first started. 
and you can see you can almost it, it almost tells a story yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. your denim tell almost tells you a story because you can see how a person wore it you could see you know oh there was equipment in this pocket or there was a lot of strain on this pocket because maybe they were you know working yeah extra hard in this area and so it's it's really cool that it's almost a you know kind of time capsule right <laughs> right so you'll always see um pairs of denim with the like the creases on the back of the knee because people bend bend down and get on their knees to kind of like gold pan at the time or do whatever right. they needed to do um so a documentary a mini doc on the 501 jeans uh set, actually stated that denim shows how a person wears their jeans right um and denim was worn by not just miners but eventually spread to farmers industrial workers factory workers uh the 501 changed as the work changed and needed different adjustments depending on the field that they were working in and the the era and profession right. that the each individual wore their denim in. So denim started purely functional, not for style. Right. And people slowly started to transition wear them for the looks, but the evolution again changed as the functional needs um, changed. Right. So one one great thing to just remember that is form follows the function. Right. Whatever the people needed, Levi's adjusted corrected to. and adjusted to fit that need. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I heard a story of originally the 501 came with the metal rivets not only on the pockets but in the crotch area to reinforce it and also in the back pockets because those were areas of strain uh, but cowboys would complain because cowboys are warm too mm -hmm. uh, would complain that when they stood around a campfire that the metal rivets on the crotch area would get too hot and almost burn them yeah. so then levi's decided to take the metal rivets out of the crotch area then when people would sit down on nice furniture or uh, it would scratch the wood on the chairs mm -hmm. or the leather um, on their saddles. So they also took out some of the metal rivets on the back pocket area. There still may be some, but not as much. Right. So this this 501 denim evolved, as Nick said, with the needs of the time, with what needed to happen for the industry that the, the denim was being worn in. Um, mm -hmm. And so in the 30s, Levi's became well known for Western riding wear and for cowboys and uh, it, it was also worn by cowboys in Western films at the time. So the very early Western films, they would be wearing Levi's denim. And it became a real iconic part of the cowboy aesthetic. We think of a cowboy aesthetic today. I think of blue jeans, cowboy boots, um, some sort of, you know, button up, rugged flannel or shirt, and then a, you know, a cowboy hat. Mm -hmm. That's the cowboy look we envision in our heads. And that's because of in the 30s, it was worn by these cowboys. And then another thing also in the 30s, which was revolutionary, was the very first pair of Lady Levi's was mm -hmm. introduced in 1934, and it actually appeared in Vogue magazine the following year. Yeah. So that's a huge moment, too, because this is the first time that Levi's was being seen as a style piece because mm -hmm. it appeared in Vogue, which is a fashion magazine. Um, and so the Lady Levi's were introduced in 1934. And then the iconic red tab that we know today that's on the pockets of the mm -hmm. Levi's was introduced in 1936, and this was another effort to distinguish Levi's from other pairs of denim that were being made at the time. Um, and so that's a huge piece right there in 1936. Um, and then also, as we've stated, you know, in World War II, the design of the jeans continued to change because at this time there were a lot of rations that needed to take place. And so in order to conform to the warboard requirements to conserve metal and thread, mm -hmm. they actually used, you know, less metal in the jeans, they use less thread to be able to use that towards, you know, wartime needs and protection. Um, and then another interesting thing is in the 1940s, when soldiers returned from World War II, many biker clubs were invented because these soldiers, these guys needed that adrenaline that they were missing, yeah. you know, from 
from, because they had PTSD, they had all of these, almost this need for adrenaline that they felt on the battlefield. Uh, when they came home, they created these biker clubs in order to fuel that adrenaline. And so uh, they used Levi's. Right. Uh, Levi's pants were the pant of choice and jackets as right. well. Uh, these jackets almost served as a blank canvas for these bikers to put their patches on to represent which biker club they were a part of. You know, Hell's Angels is a big one we know. Right. Um, and so also in that same mini documentary um, on the 501, a lot of bikers said that on, you know, the inside of their, you know, left or right leg, there would be burn marks on the jeans because of the exhaust. So that was another thing is, is in the forties, uh, Levi's became synonymous with bikers, bike groups, um, as well as Western. So it really, Levi's became a, a symbolic part of a lot of different groups. Right. So right about this time is when Levi's develops a lot more, uh, further from function and mainly for fashion. Right. Uh, so it sort of develops and different groups begin to adopt the Levi's as their, symbol of their group or their symbol of resistance, whatever it may be, whether it's bikers, whether um, so many groups moving forward. So in the 50s, uh, it transitioned to being worn in a lot of different Western movies as cowboys wear them. Um, And that's when they really became a big fashion statement Mm -hmm. because a lot of these characters in these like cowboy western movies wore these right uh and a lot of these like uh rebellious characters like james did. dean james and those dean. people yeah yeah so it became a symbol representing kind of like a bad boy type yeah. thing uh and the levi's as a result of that the 501s in specific became sort of a rock and roll pant or like mm-hmm. a a punk rock pant of like yeah. a bad boy type thing um it was very against the norm for women to wear them as they were supposed to wear like dresses or certain things that were sort of cultural norm, cultural yeah. norm appropriate for women at the time. Uh, so w- when women wore Levi's, they were seen as rebellious, um, countercultural, um, rock and roll, punk, all these things. So it became like a symbol for them as well in the 50s. Right. Another thing. Uh, going along with the musicians in the 50s, some of you guys may have heard the term Canadian tuxedo, yeah. referring to someone wearing like a full denim outfit, like denim pants and a denim shirt or denim jacket. So where that actually comes from is the singer Bing Crosby was in was in uh, Canada yeah. and he was checking into a hotel, but they wouldn't allow him to check in because – at that hotel, it was very formal, and you had to wear a full tuxedo in order to be allowed in. Hmm. So he was wearing That's so weird. He was wearing denim at the time. Yeah. So upon hearing this of him not being allowed to check in, Levi's actually sent him a denim jacket and denim pants to create a full tuxedo out of denim, so he would like technically be allowed to check in. That's interesting. And again, that's, that's cool. like a whole like revolutionary thing of De- Levi's forming to the need at the time. Right. Um, Levi's representing something more than just function, also that rebellion. Right. Um, so yeah, after the 50s and the 60s, the term jeans was actually coined by Levi's because before it was just denim. That's so interesting right. to me that the word jeans wasn't really used before the 1960s. Like I would have thought right when it yeah, formed, yeah. they came up with the name jeans. jeans. Yeah. It's just one of those things like- It's in the jeans. Yeah. <laughs> but the term jeans was actually slang for um, used by teenagers for their pants. Hmm. Uh, so moving forward in 1967, the red Batwing logo that you see on the back of Levi's pockets was invented. Um, 
artists love Levi's in the 1960s and 70s. Right. They got adopted a lot by the hippie era yeah. in the 60s and 70s. They loved Levi's. So it f- further became like a cultural statement um, and iconic in fashion just as well as function and form. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, in the 60s and 70s, you know, we even hear of, you know, like different types of jeans evolving, like bell bottoms. And, you know, this is where jeans didn't yeah. kind of stray just from the 501 and started uh, you know, people would wear them out and then get custom patches on them. People really yeah. love to customize their denim, you know, stitch them, wear them down, have different patches. Um, I know uh, in the same mini documentary we're talking about, which we will link to you guys on Instagram, uh, they talked about this album designer talked mm-hmm. about how on, you know, certain albums that he designed for back in this time, a lot of artists would wear, you know, their denim with different patchwork and, and really like that worn look they didn't yeah. want their you know new looking denim they wanted it worn down and new patches because it really gave character it showed again how the person wore them and it showed you know a distinguished kind of style like neil young one of his uh covers he's wearing these the you know these really like worn down piece of denim with different patches on it it really each pair of denim is unique to the wearer right. themselves which is really cool um and then levi's branding as the truly american brand was shown again when they made the apparel for the 1980 and 1984 Olympics. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to me yeah. too, because you wouldn't think of them as sort of an athletic, you know, uh, designer Sports brand, brand yeah. but they got to design some of the apparel for the 80 and 84 Olympics. And then also in the 80s and 90s, Levi's became synonymous with skate culture, with mm-hmm. these more baggy jeans, um, where they would buy oversized denim and then skate in them because they would hold up to falls. They'd hold up to, mm-hmm. you know, these different crashes and, serve as a protective pair of pants. Um, And so overall, Levi's has continued to be a staple of fashion today and through the ages, from miners in the 1870s to cowboys in the 1930s, bikers in the 40s, rebel rockers in the 50s, activists and artists in the 60s and 70s. A lot of activists wore them to, you know, protest whatever it was, whether there was Vietnam War or whatever it was at the time. They would wear these Levi's. Skaters in the 80s and 90s, high high fashion today. Mm-hmm. Um, Levi's really adapted to the times, really became a statement piece of different groups of people. And I think that's what's so amazing about Levi's, what's so amazing about jeans is that it's not held to one you know, group of people. People will wear them still today as work pants and people will wear them today as a fashion piece. Um, right. I mean, I, I, you sell vintage clothing and Levi's is, is in huge demand. Right, especially the ones that are worn in, again, because they right. just shape and mold to the body so perfectly. It's like wine. It, and it, right, it just shows kind of like the the intentionality in design behind Levi's that they get, they only get better over time because like they wine, form yeah. and mold to your body in specific. Whereas if you get a brand new pair, then it it's takes a little stiff. bit of time to yeah. mold to your body. And yeah, and it's stiff because they want it to fit you perfectly. So they, you have to wear them over time. That's what Levi's was made for, not to be this fast fashion thing where you buy right. them, wear them for you know, a month and get rid of them. If you buy a really good quality pair of Levi's, they can last you decades, really. They can, they can really last you super long. And, and what, why Levi's is so successful, not only because they created the jeans, but because of their simplicity. Right. They don't try to be extra. You know, It's like basically four pieces of fabric that are super strong, super durable. And you can, you know, there's all these designer jeans today. There's all these amazing different brands of jeans. But when you think of what jeans truly are, and you can even ask these designers, what jeans, what are jeans? What is, you know, American blue denim, blue jeans? Levi's. 
right? It's so simple. It's designed so perfectly just because of its simplicity. Right. Um, that's why it works so well is because of its function, its durability, its style, and its consistency. It's been right. consistent over the years. It's adapted in small ways, but it's always been this perfect, simple design of a pair of jeans that right. just works. And since it is so functional and so uh, simple – that it applies to so many different demographics because you can wear them, yes, for fashion, yes, for functionality, uh, and even as like symbolic statements and cultural right. statements. So now you can kind of see that Levi's has branched out into so many different subcultures. Yes. Whether that be high fashion, whether – yeah, like skate, punk rock, uh, farming, you know, skinny jeans agriculture, are right. you know, skinny jeans, all these different things. Um, and with so many different cuts that Levi's has created and put forward that it, it fits everyone, you right. know, no matter who you are, there is a pair of Levi's in a specific cut in a certain wash for you. Right. So anybody they, can wear them. There's right. not, it's not restricted. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you can kind of see them carrying over into other, other areas of life now. And I, I think one way that you can especially see that is through the collaborations that they have. Yeah. Because their collaborations are with so many different like people, whether that be high fashion brands, such now like um, Denim Tears. Yeah, Denim um, Tears. You can kind of see Chrome Hearts, the denim with the crosses on them now that worth thousands yeah, of dollars. thousands of dollars and it's just Levi's with a sewn on black cross basically. Right. In different parts. Yeah. And it's so, yeah. Because it just shows, again, like the quality of Levi's that right. come along People with it. People want them. Um, you can kind of see Levi's doing collabs with sports or brands such as Jordan. Right. right? They, have they have the, the Jordan the, denim fours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so many other, I know they have collabs with like Star Wars and so many, like so many other things. Yeah. So it kind of just shows the appeal that Levi's has to everyone. That yes. is not for a specific person. It is for you, no matter yeah. who you are, no matter what area of life you come from. Mm -hmm. So Levi's, I encourage you, if you don't have any, get some. Get a pair. Um, Please. I, and also, too, this is a personal thing, but I recommend getting them not distressed and you distressing them right. over time I think, as it molds to your body. Yeah, I think when you buy them distressed, I've bought in distressed jeans, but yeah. it's not as cool as even if you want to distress them, it's like a project you can take on your own. I've heard... Uh, one of my favorite designers, the person who I've mentioned before has got made a fashion, Jerry Lorenzo, Fear God, he talks about, you know, putting the perfect outfit together. And one of his big aesthetics is just that perfect pair of Levi's that you mm -hmm. found that was worn, that you distressed yourself, that sometimes maybe you didn't purposely distress, but just through wearing them, they got distressed. Right. Um, and, and yeah, overall, Levi's is just, it's another brand similar to Louis Vuitton, as we talked about last week, where it has over, you know, 150, 130 plus years of history behind right. them and craftsmanship that has gone into this perfect pair. It's not high fashion like Louis Vuitton is. It's not these thousands of dollars. You can go buy a pair of Levi's at Target or, you know, you can yeah. you can buy them. They're very available, but they have such history to them. They have such simplicity and perfect design to them that they are the perfect statement piece. They are the perfect, you know, everyday wear. You can dress them up. You can dress them down. They're basically just a perfect pair of pants, really. Right. I don't know if anything's come close right. to Right. So, yes, we encourage you guys to go get your own pair of Levi's and yes. to wear them because they're meant to fit you. Yes. That's why there's so many different cuts, why there's so many different um, styles, so many different washes because they're supposed to develop to who you are and fit your personality. Yeah. So w with that, that's basically the, the, history. the history of Levi's. Um, one added section that we can do real quick that we didn't plan mm -hmm. is actually give you a quick um, – 
tips on how to care for jeans, yes. how to care for yes. denim, because a lot of people don't know that if you get higher quality denim, there is certain things that right. you're supposed to do. So with that, uh, if you get raw denim, you're supposed to, you know, yes, wear them to how mm -hmm. they fit and they'll mold to your body, but also they'll mold to the different things that you have within the pockets. Yes, that's like, true. Like, um, I know people you put that your phone. Put, put phone, if you put your phone in your pocket, it'll get that, uh, rectangular mold in your pocket yeah. it, your wallet it'll get that outlining in your wall of your wallet i know people that put certain like things in their pocket just so that they can have the design yeah whether like uh i've heard of someone putting brass knuckles in one of their back pockets <laughs> no way. so cool. like shapes to the to the pocket yeah and you'll see the outline of the brass knuckles um but also too you're not supposed to wash don't wash um because they'll they'll shrink yep like like the shrink to fit like we talked right. about the water will shrink but you know you don't want it to shrink without you like wearing them specifically so i actually i got a pair of jeans once uh from fear of god and they were really tight on me they were really small mm -hmm. uh and i was saying these are so small what am i supposed to do and everyone said just wear them wear them right you know every day the for a couple weeks and yeah. they'll through they'll loosen they'll fit to your body and i've even heard of people soaking them yeah. while they're on their body especially if it's like a raw or a uh, you know, the shrink to fit kind of denim, soaking them while they're on your body and then it'll kind of fit to your legs as well. Right. I know too, if you wear them to the beach, you'll kind of see the sand have a different effect though on the wash, like the, uh, not the sand, the salt from the, from the water. Yeah. It'll kind of affect the wash. Yeah. But also too, if you are looking to clean them without washing them, one tip we heard is to put it in the freezer yes. actually, cause that'll remove all the, the smell yeah. and the scent from it. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Um, take care of your jeans. Yeah, don't wash them a lot. Like I don't really wash my jeans unless I get a stain or something on them. You don't yeah. really need to. Um, they won't really hold a lot of smell. As long, I mean, I don't really sweat in a lot of jeans either. You know, I'm not wearing them when it's super hot outside. But, um, but yeah, unless you're doing like heavy work in them, I don't really recommend washing them very often. And if you do, very, few, uh, you know, few and far between. So, right. So Sweet. that's that's our uh, behind the brand for. Levi's. If you want to buy a pair of Levi's, use our code Burnt Denim twenty for twenty percent. Hopefully, in the future, Levi's. But we will us. link more information for you because oh, the whole purpose of Burnt Denim isn't just for us to, to spit information at you, but for you to get inspired to research right. more on your own. So we actually are going uh, to provide more resources on the Instagram at Burnt Denim uh, for you to find out more about the history of Levi's. So be looking out for that. Right. So with that, transitioning to our next segment, we actually have our wear, tear, or share featuring Levi's inspired fits. Yes. So it'll be different outfits that are draw origin from either denim or Levi's, the brand itself. Yep. So Max, do you have your outfits ready? Yes. So my first outfit is just this one I think I found on like a Pinterest um, and I, you know, I just want to get your thoughts on it. Oh, wow. So uh, you want to explain what he's wearing? Yeah. So he is wearing some black Puma shoes with a pair of Levi's cuffed at the bottom with a shoestring belt, mm. um, with a white long sleeve with a black short sleeve t-shirt on top of that. So it's pretty simple. Yeah, nice it's very and simple. Clean. I would say wear mm -hmm. just because it's simple and it's like a clean cut yeah. to where this outfit more so shows off the shape uh, of his silhouette and kind of his style versus relying on brands right to carry the outfit so that's, I'd say, that's the important thing, right yeah so i'd say where because i think it looks pretty clean Sweet. what about you yeah so again if uh follow the instagram at burnt denim look at the pictures we posted so you can follow along right now 
Um, but yes, I would also say wear. Sometimes I like wearing brands, but other times I like just the simplicity of a good outfit. I mean, I think that's what this is. So I would definitely wear it. I like the shoestring belt. I like the tucked in shirt. Um, if you wear it right and the cuff is very simple. Yeah. You know, just a very, it's a very simple outfit that I think um, I would enjoy wearing. So yes, I will say wear. And the next cool. one, here we go. The next one is a picture from the Levi's collab with Virgil Abloh, Off-White. And nice. so he's wearing the, the jacket that is a kind of distressed jacket at the bottom. And it's uh, a light indigo dye with a yellow left side. So it's dyed yellow it's paint like a two on the left. Tone it's a two-tone. And then jacket. just with a pair of Levi jeans. Yeah, I would say wear, actually. Yeah. I like it. Um, I kind of like the cut jackets. I've seen people yeah. cut them around the, the bottom. And the sleeves, band. too. The sleeves. And also, I've seen people cut the collar off. Mm. And I think that looks really good. So it's, again, simple. Um the great thing about like Levi's and denim and jeans is that they fit like so many different things and it's not so outrageous. Right. Um, like it, it's just normal. Yes. Right? It's like basic and simple and the whole yellow like adds an extra element to that to kind of make it more so unique. So I think it's – I'd wear it. I like yeah. it. Yes, I would also wear um, – it's almost like Canadian tuxedo with a with a splash of color. Right. I also like it too because you wouldn't know it's off-white. There's no branding on it. Mm -hmm. It just has, uh, you know, that, that subtle color difference and it's really nice to stretching around the uh, the end of the sleeves and around the bottom of the jacket. So that is a wear for me as well. Cool. Double wear so far. Double wear? Yes. Two for two. Two for two. Right, Nick, let, would you like to show me your it. outfit? So this one, I'm not sure what you're going to say here. Right. I'll show you. Oh, so that is Offset, the rapper. Offset. He's wearing some Jordans with a pair of Chrome Heart denim. Which Jordans are those? Are those the sixes? Six, I want to say sixes. I can't really see because the angle of the picture, but sixes. I, I believe. don't think. Yeah, um, I don't know. Some Chrome Hearts uh, denim. Yeah, made from vintage Levi's. Yeah, uh, a capital denim jacket with the skeleton. A vintage tee and a baseball. An hat. angel's hat. Right. Um, I am going to go, I, you know, I'm going to go wear because I like the jacket. I like the capital spelled with a K, um, skeleton denim jacket. That's like mm -hmm. my favorite piece. Um, and I like the Chrome hearts. I honestly don't like the distressing that much. I wish it was just the Chrome hearts with just the simple the hearts. Um, the shoes are cool. Vintage, uh, shirt is cool. I like the hat and I wish I had chains like that. So I am going to go with a, I'm going to go with a wear. Wow. Three for three so far. I like it. I don't know if I could pull it off as well as offset, but I would definitely be interested to try it and, you know, explore that style that I haven't really worn before, but I'd like to. Right. I am in between a wear or share. Okay. I like the individual pieces, but they're just so. Yeah. Loud together. Right. Um, I'm about that. So I don't know. Like I don't know if it would fit my style because I'm a lot more. So you're going share. I, I'm more of a low key person. Yeah. Um. So I might go share on that. You might get robbed if you wear that too because right. it's a lot of expensive pieces. <laughs> this man got a whole bunch of gold chains. Right. You'll you'll see it. Go on our Instagram at Burton Denim to keep up with the different uh, outfits that we're choosing. So that's the first one. So that's that's a wear for me and a wear. share for you. Right. So the next one I was in between two. So right. I am just going to show you this one right here. Do you want to describe it? Yes. Okay. So it's John Mayer and he's wearing a pair of distressed denim, but it's the kind of distressed denim where there's something under the rips with uh, <laughs> kind of like sewn, like 
jacket. Like, what is that? It's it's not really a card. It's like a it's, cardigan. It's like an open like cardigan. A, it's a long cardigan. It's a long, yeah, cardigan with some white, looks like. Type thing. Yeah, and then with some white shoes. They look like, they almost look like Adidas, but they also almost look like Common Project. I'm not sure, but there's some white tennis shoes with some glasses. Um, this is John Mayer's style. This really is his style with this, you know, kind of uh, almost homeless looking style that he has yeah. with like the jackets. Uh, it could be like a Vizum. I'm pretty sure it is Vizum. I know uh, okay. him and the founder are like pretty Friend, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't know, Vizum is a Japanese brand that draws a lot of in inspiration from like American it's patchwork, culture. and it's very um, patchwork. Right. So they use a lot of denim and different things that Americans. It's like a Japanese take on American mm -hmm. culture. Um, super popular. John Mayer wears it a lot. We'll probably do an I'm, episode on Vizum yeah. in the future. I'm gonna have to go tear. I'm going to have to really? take here. No, here's why. Here's why. I like the jacket, but I hate denim that has any sort of distressing with something under it. Like it better just show your knee. Like here he has some sort of something cloth under the under. denim cloth under it. I hate it. I really do. I have a strong feeling. So I'm going to tear. Um, the jacket's not bad, but I also don't really like it that much. I like Visvim stuff, but specifically this jacket, I don't really like. And I don't really like the shoes. I'm sorry, John Mayer. I overall like your style for the most part, but this is a tear for me. This is definitely a wear for me. Oh, wow. I like it. Okay. I think I it looks good. I can see you good. wearing it. It looks good on taller people. Yeah. I, I just think, um, one, it's like simple with the denim. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't really notice the the whole cloth underneath, but that's yeah. not a huge... For me, that's huge. Turn so off that's why for me. I have to... Um, I like the whole cardigan long jacket thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just simple. And okay. it's, it, I think it's a un unique shape. Yeah. Without being so extreme that you stand out. Okay. So I like it. All right, I'm going to go wear. Well, so that's, that's what we got. That is where Tara share. Make sure to check out our outfits on the Instagram at Brent Denim. And that concludes our first Fort Shormat. Right. Fort so if Shormat. You listen, short format. Fort Shormat. So if you listen this long, thank you guys so much. Please yes. like the episode. Um, comment on our Instagram. Share if you can. We're trying to get to 100 followers. That's our next big step. We're trying to get there. So um, help so promote thank us. You. We love you guys. Stay tuned because we'll be releasing another episode very shortly. Very shortly. Cool. So we love you guys. We're out.